My name is Sean Rapier, and I love Disneyland. I love the attractions, the food, the parades. Really, I love it all. And when I can't actually be at the parks, I love talking to other Disneyland superfans. That's why I created this podcast. In each episode, a rotating group of co-hosts and I will break down what really makes Disneyland the happiest place on earth. So let's leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. This is the Castle Collective. And welcome back to another episode of the Castle Collective podcast. We have one of our favorite members of the collective. And when, when I when I decided that we were going to do this particular attraction with so much color and joy and excitement and just all things bright and wonderful, I knew there was only one member of the collective to have on. And that's Heather. Heather, welcome <laughs> back to the show. Oh, Sean, thanks so much. It's great to be here. Yes, and if you had not heard, you need to go back to our previous episode where we talk all about Splash Mountain. Uh, may it soon rest in peace, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Heather Walwork is a uh, former uh, Disney story artist uh, working for Disney Interactive and an incredible artist and the world's biggest Mary Poppins fan and so much more. <laughs> And at the end of the show, we'll tell you how you can find all of her amazing art. But Heather, so glad you're on. And uh, we got just cool stuff this week to talk about because we are going to Adventureland. Now, are you generally a big Adventureland fan? Oh, yeah. I love it. It's like one yeah. of the first first lands I go to when I go into the park. So uh, people are always surprised when I tell them that Adventureland is my favorite land. Like if, I, if oh. I'm just walking around... A land. Do you have a favorite land? You know, Adventureland is up there. It's either Adventureland yeah. or Fantasyland. Yeah, especially at night. Adventureland at night, to me, it's the most magical because there are torches and there are a lot of dark spots in the music. Right. Yeah. Right. It's... In some spots, it feels like really peaceful at night. Right. And especially if it's kind of empty. And mm-hmm. you're just walking around and, you know, you can hear the sounds of the Jungle Cruise and... It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a beautiful spot. I think it's it's definitely one of my favorites. I no, it is my favorite land of all the lands. So we're going to talk about uh, an attraction that is an absolute classic. I mean, does it get more classic than the Tiki Room? Like, nope. <laughs> that just is Disneyland. Uh, but before we do, we thought it'd be kind of fun to maybe uh, eat our way around Adventureland. And talk about some of the amazing foods that you can get in Adventureland. And uh, so we are, we're going to start with Bengal barbecue. Now, Heather, have you eaten at Bengal barbecue before? I actually haven't. It's always been on my list. You got to do it. Right? You got to do it. If you, if you talk to uh, Sean and Brian Lords from Word on the Main Street podcast, they will tell you that the tiger tail breadstick is the best. And really? I do like it. Oh, yeah. It's a... Uh, it's a breadstick with garlic herbs, sharp cheddar cheese. It's mm-hmm. really good and nice and warm. And so, but I'll, I'll tell you a couple of my favorites. We have the menus up here. Uh, my absolute favorite thing. So Bengal barbecue is just, it's a walk-up counter. And it used to be that there was no seating. You'd have to kind of find a seat somewhere in Adventureland. Mm-hmm. But they actually opened up the side of it now. And there are several tables that you can go yeah. sit down. So you walk up and you order your food and it's mostly skewers. They try to go with kind of a safari theme. And mm-hmm. uh, my my personal favorite is there's a pork belly skewer. Uh, 
that reminds me of a banh mi sandwich. If, if you've ever had a good <laughs> Vietnamese banh mi sandwich, but it's got grilled pork belly, hoisin sauce, pickled carrots, daikon, and cilantro. Ooh, oh my gosh. It making is so my mouth good. water. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, another one that's uh, really popular, they have the banyan beef, which is a hot and spicy. They also have the bengal beef skewer, which is uh, in a sweeter sauce. Now, one thing, I just pulled this up off the Disneyland website, which is interesting because it's closed, yet they have a skewer here that I have not seen before, which is called the specialty skewer. And it's shrimp spiced ham, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure spiced ham is code for spam. I really am. I mean, I think it is actually. I think you're right. You know, spam is a big thing in the islands. So, uh, shrimp, spiced ham, pineapple with pina colada sauce. That Ooh. actually sounds really, really good. It does. Um, uh, another thing I highly recommend, Heather, when you try this place, the jungle julep. It's a slushy with pineapple, orange, grape, and lemon. And it just kind of all mixes together and it is delicious. So Bengal barbecue is up there at the top. The nice thing is there's rarely a very long line, but even better, they now have mobile ordering. So you can place your order. One of the best things to do is if you place your order, either right as you're pulling back in from the jungle cruise or right as you're getting done with Indiana Jones, you know, then you walk up and, They've got your stuff there. So they've got all kinds of other things, you know, hummus. If you really want hummus, if you're in the mood for hummus and vegetables, <laughs> I, I'm sure it's, it's not fantastic. like number one at Disneyland. <laughs> no, but they got to do that to keep some people happy. And I get it. They also, they have a full on like Bengal rice plate. You can choose two skewers and oh. served on rice with a side of slaw. And yeah, you can make a meal that out of it. Good. But yeah. I've been, I've been known to just order three skewers and call it a dinner. So it's pretty fantastic. So I mm-hmm. highly recommend the Bengal barbecue. It's uh, it's well worth it and worth checking out. Fun, fun place. Uh, from the Bengal barbecue, we're going to move over to the all new Tropical Hideaway, which is so exciting. Have you been in the Tropical Hideaway? I absolutely have. I love it. Isn't it's it cool? A- yeah, it's great. It's just it's almost like an extension of the Tiki Room. So it's Tiki Room themed and they have um they have little birdhouses for the for the little crooning birds and and uh they even have like their name tags hanging from the little sticks outside their boxes and and uh yeah, it just feels very Hawaiian or Polynesian and uh they even have an animatronic bird there, Rosita, and she cracks a lot of dad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) See, when I was there, I've only been there once inside um, because this only opened about a year ago. I mean, it it opened very, very recently. So, and it's, if you're wondering where it is, if you haven't been to Disneyland for a while, it's where they used to have uh, Aladdin's Oasis Uh, was kind of a dinner show they were doing for a while. And then they've turned it into an Aladdin and Jasmine meet and greet. Now they've got this tropical hideaway it's really not so much a restaurant. I mean, everything they've got is kind of snack type stuff. Did you actually eat in there or did you just go walk around? Uh, I ate in there, actually. So tell I didn't us what try you to... had. I, so they have all flavors of Dole Whips, and I love Dole Whips. That's probably mm-hmm. my favorite treat at Disney. Yes. And yes, it's so good. And um, 
So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try one of these one of these flavors, and I tried the raspberry Dole Whip, mm. and it was it was really good. But uh, I think the pineapple Dole Whip is still my favorite. The pineapple is the classic. They do have two specialty whips. I haven't tried either of these. They have a chili mango whip, which has uh, chamoy, mango, and chili lime seasoning. That sounds amazing. See, that's what I would think, a little bit of a kick. I know that for a long time, uh, people have said they, they bring tagine with them. And you can sprinkle tagine onto your Dole Whip and people will bring it. And then I think someone told me once, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but that they that they actually have tagine at the Tropical Hideaway and at the other restaurants where they have Dole Whip. Oh, my goodness. So you can sprinkle a little bit of chili tagine, by the way, for our listeners. If you don't know tagine, it's just sort of a chili, kind of a chili lime almost seasoning. So maybe that's what they're doing is just sprinkling tagine on it or something like that wow. interesting yeah so we went in uh we had a uh we had the pork lumpia which i love lumpia i just love lumpia uh we had a a young lady who uh was kind of a nanny for us for a while from the philippines and so she used to make lumpia all the time for us and that pork lumpia was great and it had a sweet dipping sauce in it Mm-hmm. And I just love that. And then the other thing is I am a sucker for bao. I just think bao is one of the greatest things ever. And uh, so I had a bao that is no longer on their menu. And I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was pork. But uh, oh. I don't remember. But now, do you see this? They have a loco moco bao. Have you ever had loco moco before? I have not. Spiced ham, so is lo- that... Spam again? <laughs> spam. Yes, once again, spam. This is Locomoco is like a big breakfast thing. You can have it lunch, dinner, whatever, but uh, in uh, in Hawaii. And, oh, I love it. It's basically eggs, it's ground beef, and then a gravy. You have a gravy over the whole thing. So spam and eggs and gravy, and it's fantastic. So they've taken this mm-hmm. and put it into a little Asian bao, which I think is so awesome. Heather, we shouldn't be doing this because I am so <laughs> done. <laughs> what a Disneyland right now. I want this. Oh, this is, yeah, making me crave all the food at Disneyland. Yeah, and the other one, check out that mochi. Like, So they serve mochis, I know, quite a bit over at, uh, over at California Adventure, but they have a peanut butter and jelly mochi. Again, makes me think of Sean Lords. He loves mochi and Mochi, of course, is uh, an ice cream with a kind of a flour, I would describe it, tortilla almost around a little bit, mm-hmm. or rice. It's not flour, it's a rice flour, but uh, so good, a little frozen treat. So yeah, I've got, I want to try all of these Dole Whips. The flavors they have there, pineapple, raspberry, mango, and lemon. I got to think a lemon whip would be really good. That does sound good. Man. Yeah, very tropical. Yeah. They've made this really exotic because the specialty whips, you know, the Dole Whip Raspberry Lemon Float, tropical juices with dried hibiscus. <laughs> Heather, they're putting flowers in our drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully uh, not poisonous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. But man, especially right after you walk out of the, uh, right after you walk out of the tiki room, what would be better than some dried hibiscus in it? Yeah, that sounds 
<laughs> Amazing. Well, it's a cool place. I'll tell you, it's really cool because it also you can kind of see the Jungle Cruise from it. You know, it's oh, kind yeah. of right there, mm-hmm. kitty corner. And I like how they kept it open. You know, instead of building a kind of an outside wall to it, it's kind of open yeah. and there are places to sit and uh, but it's just counter service there. And you walk up and order what you want. And yeah, so we, I think we both highly recommend the Tropical Hideaway. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I consider it the Blue Bayou of Adventureland. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes, because you have the scenery. I did not right? think of that. You're right. You can sit and watch the boats go by. It's wow, awesome. That is, that is really fantastic. Good thinking. All right, I'm going to start calling it that, the Blue Bayou of Adventureland. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a neat place. Adventureland to me is one of those places we always talk about best time of day for attractions and whatnot. And uh, you know, for me, it is so much better at night than it is during the day. You know, Ad- Adventureland is just 100% 100% better. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh it's a pretty neat place. So we've now kind of dined our way around, uh, <laughs> dined our way around <laughs> Adventureland. Gosh, I, this was a bad call. We should not talk about food at Disneyland. <laughs> we shouldn't talk about it while it's closed, right? I Have know, you, by the way, before, before, yeah, no doubt. Before we jump into uh, tonight, uh, like, how are you holding up with? With the whole Disneyland being closed so long, and how are you coping with it? Well, I actually looked up Disneyland hotels today, hotels near Disneyland. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, maybe I could, you know, go and just walk around the park or at least out the perimeter, you know, of, <laughs> of the Disney property and pretend I'm in Disneyland. And, and uh, yeah, right now you can get like a four day stay for like $200, which is crazy. So big, uh, big, big uh, reveal here. I will be there Wednesday night. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I'm going to go to downtown oh. Disney now that it's open. So basically, my office is in San Diego. I have to be in San Diego uh, on a business trip uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. I fly in Monday night. I fly home Thursday morning. So Tuesday night, I'm getting together with some people for dinner Wednesday. Even though only downtown Disney's open. I just need it. And so I'm going to go over, I'm going to park, throw on my mask and just walk around downtown Disney. I'll probably do a live video for our uh, Instagram and our Facebook feeds. I just need it. I need to soak it in. I need to feel it. I the miss atmosphere. it too much. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll shoot you some pictures, Heather. I yeah. would love that. Feed, feed me all the Disney things. <laughs> we, we've, been, we, we've been doing our ride throughs, you know, we just, we just get on YouTube and then, uh, you know, put it up on the television and do the ride through. It's well, it's, it's, it's awesome, but, uh, we will not be enjoying any of these Adventureland foods when I go on, on oh. Wednesday night, but, uh, but then you leave the food, let's leave the food behind and let's go to the Tiki room. I, I love the Tiki Room. When I say Tiki Room, what comes to mind? Like, what do you immediately think of and feel? Oh, my goodness. Music and colors. That's exactly what I think of. How about you? Which is, yeah. And, and the color part of it is why I said, yeah, Heather's the right person for this. Like, <laughs> we got to have Heather because you're so artistic and you love color so much. 
And it's also, to me, it's so vintage and classic and simple. And, you you know, there are great pictures of people in suits sitting in there, you know, back in the uh, late 50s and early 60s. And it's that very classic, classic Disneyland. And mm-hmm. you can see Walt's hand in it, you know. This was a very personal thing to Walt. So I just, I love this attraction. Um, I loved it as a kid and I love it as an adult and I hated it as a teenager. Oh. (laughs) Because it was just long, you know, and you had to just go sit and watch this show. Mm -hmm. But man, now I just, I think it's the greatest. So, well, let's jump into some fast pass facts. Why don't we switch off? Do you want to start? Yes, absolutely. So, Um, while other Disney attractions had characters that could wave their arms or turn their heads or other simple things, um, the Enchanted Tiki Room was the first use of true animatronics. So birds, flowers, statues, they perform, uh, complex movements throughout all the show, all in sync with the music. I had no idea the, the, the first audio animatronics ever, ever were the Tiki Room. Did you know that? I had no, I didn't know that, which yeah. is awesome. Because like you, you go in and like the birds are breathing. They make them look like they're breathing. <laughs> it's like, yes, oh, wow. and they're constantly looking around and it's all synced with the soundtrack. I love it. All right, next, next uh, Fast Pass fact. Many of the Disney, Disney Park attractions have had sponsors to help with the cost of developing. We all... We kind of talk about that almost every week. Uh, When the Tiki Room first opened, it was sponsored by United Airlines. United was running a special promotion on flights to the then new state of Hawaii. Sounds so (laughs) funny to say. Uh, When the Disneyland attraction opened. So a show with a Polynesian flair was an excellent advertising tool for the airline. But then in 1976, Dole took over the sponsorship and has been the show's sponsor ever since. They also provide the famous Dole Whip treats available at the snack bar near the Tiki Room entrance. Uh, I just, I think that, uh, you know, to me it's synonymous with Dole. In fact, we kind of jumped over the Tiki Juice Bar. That was my fault. Oh. We did all the other food. I, we really covered it. There is a juice bar out right out in front. Mm-hmm. But everything they have, I think, you can get at Tropical Hideaway. Mm-hmm. Oh, with the exception of the pineapple float. Have you ever had a pineapple float? Oh, that's my favorite. Favorite Disneyland treat. Okay, that's mine too. Really? So we can't skip over this one. Yes. (laughs) The pineapple float. So Dole has sponsored it. I mean, this Fast Pass fact ties right into the Tiki Juice Bar because the Tiki Juice Bar is basically a giant living commercial for Dole. (laughs) I mean, it's it's all the pineapple juice. And now they have mobile ordering for the Tiki Juice Bar, but it used to be where it'd be a really long line outside. Mm-hmm. But if you just went inside the waiting area, they had a serving side too. And you, you know, there'll only be like two or three people in line. Yeah. That was the smart thing to do. So inside. a pineapple float is pineapple juice with a Dole Whip in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And you could get pineapple Dole Whip or vanilla Dole Whip or a swirl of the two in the juice. Now, do you like to kind of eat the whip and then drink the juice or do you kind of stir it and melt it all together? Um, a little mix of both. I get a spoonful of, um, the juice and a little bit of the ice cream and eat it that way. (laughs) Isn't that good? Gosh, that's good. 
They also serve a pineapple Dole Whip cup, which why are you getting the cup? Just get the float for crying out loud. (laughs) You know, I mean, seriously, get it with the juice. So much better with the juice. It is. It is. And some days, man, that that Tiki juice bar is the longest line in uh, all of Adventureland. People wait a long time to get those Dole Whips. So So it's probably good they open the Tropical Hideaway. Yeah, so you can get them in more places. I think that's really smart. All right, do you want to move on to number three? Sure do. This one was one that I didn't know. It was the Enchanted Tiki Room was originally going to be a dinner show. So the guests would be entertained by the animatronic birds as they ate, and the fountain at the center of the room would have been a coffee (laughs) station. (laughs) I love that so much. That's so funny. (laughs) <laughs> I guess um, combining the show with a fully functioning restaurant was just a, a little little too much for technology. So so they got rid of the restaurant idea, and uh, it just became a show attraction. Yeah, I could just see Junior throwing mashed potatoes at one of the birds, and it could, <laughs> be, it, it could be really, really bad. But can you imagine how fun that would have been? <gasps> that would have Having- been a blast. Dinner inside the Tiki Room? That seems to me that that's something that Disneyland could make like a special ticket night. Like, you know, for, hey, $200, you get to have dinner in the Tiki Room while the show's going on. (laughs) Yeah, that was was one of my favorites. So for a large, sweaty man like I am, this next (laughs) one's fantastic. The Enchanted Tiki Room was Disneyland's first fully air-conditioned building. While giving park guests a break from the California heat was an added bonus. The real reason for keeping the building cool was to ensure the computers that kept the show running didn't overheat. And I don't care what the reason is. I've been at Disneyland when it's been 102 degrees. Everybody wants into the Tiki Room because that is a nice, cool, dark, wonderful place to be. So It's so nice to go there on a hot day. Oh, on a hot day, that is one of my favorite places. All right, next one. Okay, so the 55 audio animatronic birds are perched among the rafters of the Tiki Room, including toucans, cockatoos, and other tropical birds. And the four main characters are macaws. So Jose, the one who starts the show, was voiced by Disney entertainer Wally Boag. Bogue, yeah, but Wally Bogue. Thank you. Yeah, no, Wally Bogue, yeah. He did a, he performed in the Golden Horseshoe Review. Is that correct? Yeah, he was, he was in the Golden Horseshoe Review for many years and then actually ended up leaving and going over to uh, Knott's Berry Farm. Oh. Funny enough. And he was a famous entertainer, Wally Bogue. Yeah, very cool. That is awesome. Um, Fulton Burley, one of Bogue's Golden Horseshoe co-stars. So he voiced Michael and uh, Ernie Newton plays Pierre. And Thurl Ravenscroft, Ravenscroft, wow. <laughs> I'm messing up these names. <laughs> You're all um, good. So he uh, he gave Fritz the distinctive accent, and uh, he also has a very low voice and has done voice work for other attractions in Disneyland. Can you name a few of them? Yes, but I'm cheating because I actually have his Wikipedia page open. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and Thurl Ravenscroft, first of all, how did I not know that he was Fritz? I think it's funny that his last name is Ravenscroft and he's playing a bird. 
but, <laughs> I can't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. So, so a couple of things. First of all, he was he was the voice behind Tony the Tiger. I mean, that is so crazy that they're great. That was Thurl Ravenscroft. And then he also was the vocalist for You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. So that's wow. incredible. Yeah. And then at Disneyland, he's uh, one of the singing busts in the Haunted Mansion. And then he provided voices for the Country Bear Jamboree, the, uh, the Mark Twain Riverboat, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Disneyland Railroad. And then, of course, he is Fritz. Uh, he lived from, uh, let's see, he was born in 1914. And he lived to be 91, died in 2005. Wow. Well, can wow. you believe that? What a, what a life. What a legacy he left behind. Yeah. 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 Such a distinctive voice. So low. Oh, yeah. So low. And yeah. And you always know it's him when you're going through the, the haunted yeah. mansion. Oh, mm-hmm. he's awesome. So All right, our next Fast Pass fact, since the show's debut, the four main macaws have all had distinctive accents. Their appearances, however, have changed over the years, and at times their plumage has matched the flags of the countries <laughs> they supposedly hail from. I did not know this at all. Um, Me neither. <laughs> never noticed it. Mexican Jose sports red, white, and green feathers. Michael, who's uh, Irish, is green and white with a little bit of orange. Pierre wears red, white, and blue, but he's from France, not the U.S., Uh, And then Fritz, the German bird, is red, black, and white. I will never not notice that now. That is so cool. I just think that's super cool. And then on to our last one. Okay, so this one's my favorite. Music. And the show uses uh, several existing songs, which I didn't know. Let's All Sing Like the Birdies Sing, Hawaiian War Tent, and a version of Hi-Ho from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm Mm-hmm. But, of course, the best-known Tiki Room song is in the Tiki, 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 Tiki Room. And that is written by my favorite composers, Richard and Robert Sherman, Mm -hmm. who also composed the music to Mary Poppins. Yes. And, oh, my gosh. They they also did The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Mm. The Aristocats, Jungle Book. I mean, and there's an amazing, uh, I think it's just called The Boys. Uh, there's an amazing oh, documentary about the Sherman brothers. And mm-hmm. so a couple things, how did I not, and I'm sure I'd heard it before. I do not associate the Sherman brothers with this song. Really? Uh, yeah. I just, I don't know why when I read that I went, gosh, I, I had forgotten that. And then you and I looked up, let's all sing like the birdies sing, which I thought was an original song for the Tiki room. Mm-hmm. It's actually written in 1932. So just crazy, crazy older song. But boy, are the Sherman brothers just magic or what? Man, I love their song so much. They're very sticky. They write sticky songs. So you've got the Tiki Room and then Small World, which is very sticky. (laughs) Right? Yeah. They they have a talent. And Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, they wrote those songs. Yes. Those are sticky too. It's also fun. You can see them as well in... um, what was the film about uh, about the author of Mary Poppins with Tom Hanks as, as Walt Disney? What was that Oh, called? Saving Mr. Banks. Saving Mr. Banks, That's yeah. Right. So, in fact, I think one of the Sherman brothers was Ryan from The Office played yeah. one of the Sherman brothers, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. That's uh, right. But they were just so cool. So those are our Fast Pass facts, and now I'm excited to get in. Now, this is something I always like to find out from people. 
because there are two shows. There are two shows at the Tiki Room. There's the pre-show, and then there's the show inside. And I am notorious for wanting to have as short of lines as possible and to not wait for anything. But I go out of my way to watch the pre-show for the Tiki Room. How about you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it makes the waiting area so much fun. Isn't it? It's fun. And the speakers that they have and the way the speakers are all set by each of them. And so we should explain a little bit. There are, there are a bunch of tiki gods that are sitting out around and there's a clock that's kind of keeping track of how long until the next show. And the show itself is about 12 minutes, something like that. Uh, now, sometimes on a really hot day you may not want to wait out there as much but usually there's there's a little bit of shade or so but uh, they've got the countdown clock kind of going and there's water spilling out but you're looking what i love about the the tiki room we'll talk about this on the inside too is that when you're waiting out there you would not know that these tikis were about to come to life they look (laughs) like they are just tikis standing there and uh they are all of the uh, the tiki gods, and maybe we can run through these kind of in the same way, switching off. I'll yeah. uh, I'll jump in and start. There's uh, Pele, not Pele, even though it's spelled P-E-L-E, Pele, Pele. I cannot pronounce it correctly. Uh, this is the Hawaiian <laughs> fire goddess that lives in the Kilauea volcano and likes to torment her neighbor. And uh, with Pele. When she introduces herself, fire actually comes shooting out of her head, which I think is so <laughs> cool. So that's that's Pele. I love that. Yeah, it's yeah. very interactive. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm sure it's my turn to pronounce this wrong. Ngendi, is that correct? I think it's Ngendi or Ngende. An L. Ngendel. Ngende. I think it's Ngende. I don't know. We're, we're going to get this wrong. N G E N D E I. Okay, yeah, from Fiji, and he is the creator of all of the gods, and uh, he is balancer of the whole world. So that pressure combined with the torment that he suffers from Pele, it's no wonder there's an earthquake every time he moves. And he turns upside down, right? Yeah, he's he's upside down, kind of stuck in the, stuck oh, in the dirt, yeah. like he was put upside down and shoved in there. And he and Pele have kind of a funny back and forth with each other. Uh, They kind of, uh, you know, they kind of go back and forth. And then there's a big rumbling after he talks. Yeah, Uh, that's right. The next one is Maui. Maui is the Polynesian trickster who gave people time and roped the playful sun. And Maui's the big, strong. He's the first one who talks. So that's Maui. Fun. We have Rongo, the Polynesian god of agriculture, also known as Lono in Hawaii. And he's also the provider of food. And uh, he also discovered natural electricity by flying <laughs> the kite. And yeah, I believe his line is, I am world's best kite flyer. I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's very proud of it. But then all of a sudden you hear a zzz, 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 <laughs> and the lights kind of flash and yeah. Th- by the way, this is another show that this pre-show I enjoy more at night than during mm-hmm, the day because mm-hmm. the lighting they do on this, it makes you feel like you're at a luau or like you're in mm-hmm. in somewhere in the Polynesian Islands. So. Right. With uh, the, the next one flowers. Is, yeah. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Uh, the next one is Koro. Koro is the midnight dancer under whose spell all the ladies and men learn to dance. 
And Coro has such a funny like presentation about how proud he is of I get everybody to dance. <laughs> so Coro's a fun one. These are all just tiki's that are out there in the garden and you kind of follow them around. Yeah. Uh, Tongaroa Roo is also known as Mapui Kafanga. Is that right? In Maori tells. Yeah. And she is the goddess of the east winds, which bring rain. And she has a wind spinner on her head. Yeah. When she talks, that spinner kind of spins around on her head. It's so cool. Uh, next one is Hina Kaluua. And that's the Hawaiian mistress of rain from Hilo, Hawaii. Keeps it uh, in the family. Her daughter Hina is the mother of the trickster Maui. So this is all big, uh, kind of, and it's fun. She has a big kind of wide brimmed hat that comes out. And then when she starts talking, the rain comes down from her hat, <laughs> which I think is just so, so fun. And it's then charming. finally, the big one. Tongaroa, the yeah. father of all gods and goddesses. So he took the form of a tree, a tree that no one ever did see. And new tiki's descend from him. Yeah, he does that kind of, he, he says, I'm going to, I'm the one who makes tiki's and then tiki's kind of come down out right, of the, out of the tree, which is so fun. Oh, I just love it. And that's sort of all of a sudden the time has gone by. Right. And now you're, you're ready for the show and the doors open. You hear and, the drums. Uh, you hear the drums and the music and it's, it's time to walk in. When you walk into the show, do you sit anywhere in particular or do you just wherever I do. I sit in probably the second or third row from the back in any, in any portion, but usually um, on the right of the entrance. Mm, okay. So if you sit too close to the front, you have to crane your neck to see things. So it's nicer to yeah. kind of sit in the back. How about you? I, for the worst reason, I always sit in the very back row and I don't care where it is because I feel like no matter where you sit, you see different things. Mm -hmm. Vantage points create opportunities to see things, but the back row is the only row with a backrest. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else is just an open bench. So you're sitting for 12 minutes without a backrest. And usually, you know, we don't run to this attraction first thing. Uh, you know, usually it's midway mm-hmm. through the day. Everybody's tired. It's hot out. Okay, let's go in the mm-hmm. tiki room. We're tired. Mm-hmm. We want to sit down. Man, I'm I'm okay with the backrest. And every once in a while, you can grab a corner, kind of lean against the wall, and boy, <laughs> that's just that's just good living right there. That's what that is. So, <laughs> uh, but I love it. You walk in, you sit down. One of the things I love is that the tiki room is one attraction where they still have a live host. You know, yeah, it, that's right. It, I feel like the host is going away. You know, it used to be every attraction had a host and now there are very few, but the host walks out and, uh, you know, kind of welcomes everybody, goes over the rules and then wakes up the birds, which I think is so fun. That would be mm-hmm. a fun job. Don't you think? I think so. You know, a few years back I was watching or I entered the Tiki room and the host was incredible. He had like so much energy and he introduced it so fun. And like everybody applauded for him after. Oh, cool. And I told the coworker and he's like, Oh, you got Maynard. And apparently yes. you know who Maynard is. I've yeah. met Maynard. I, Sean Lords and I, when Sean Lords and I went, we, we spotted him walking down the street and I've had Maynard there twice. 
once or twice. But oh, yeah. we we took pictures with Maynard. Yes, Maynard's oh, famous. He's so a classic. Great. Yeah, yeah. He's been uh, at the park like twenty six years now, and yeah, he is. He embodies the Tiki Room. He's just so much fun. So oh, yeah, that is awesome. I'm a member of the Maynard fan club. But yeah, yes, that, so was, fun. that was a neat experience. I'm so glad you got Maynard. That's awesome. <laughs> Maynard is he's the best. So, and by the way, for our listeners, if you're going, what? Who's Maynard? Just look up Maynard Disneyland, and you know what? Maybe this week we'll we'll try to post the picture of of Sean Lords with uh, with Maynard. It's a oh, it's a good one. Awesome. So. So the show opens, Uh, Jose comes down first and welcomes everybody and then kind of talks to his four or his three macaw friends that we already talked about. There's Jose, Michael, Pierre, and Fritz. They all come from different countries, which I think is so fun. I think Mm -hmm. it's fun that they have them, that they're all macaws, but they don't come anywhere from, by the way, I don't know if you hear the helicopter above my, above my house. There's a helicopter flying. Oh, wow. You live near a No, I don't know why tonight there have been a few of them coming by, but sorry about that. Uh, But yeah, we, so they, they wake them up. What I love is that they're from four different countries, but none of them like Polynesian, like they're, they're not from (laughs) tropical places. You know, the fact that they're, you know, they're from Mexico, which is certainly tropical, but then from France and Germany, I mean, you know, I think it's just funny. Yeah. Those four are a lot of fun. They come down and they kind of start the show. What I love is, you know, I try to picture if you've never seen this show, you're sitting there, you don't know what to expect. And it's, it's very, we talked about this a little bit about the pre-show, you know, you're surrounded by tiki's, by flowers, by, you know, there are some birds that are down, but most of them are still hidden. And then all of a sudden, like they say, we forgot to wake up the glee club. That was good timing. We have your cuckoo clock going off <laughs> when I said we forgot to wake up the glee club. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I love that. That makes me so happy. It's good timing. Then your cuckoo clock, because you have to be the one who does It's a Small World. So we get the cuckoo clock <laughs> going during Small World. I'm uh, But the four macaws, uh, they say we forgot to wake up the glee club. Isn't there this moment where the whole room boom, just comes alive. Yes. All it of lights a sudden. up and there's all these, suddenly like the ceiling is just a riot of colors and sound and birds chirping and everything. What's interesting about the Tiki Room too is, you know, usually for shows, you're looking down at the stage, but for the Tiki Room, you're looking up most of the time. So it's like mm. the opposite of what you usually see. Yeah, I just love it. And the fact that they all seem to be moving so independently. Mm-hmm. You know, they're turning side to side at different times. They they seem so alive. I mean, I think it's just beautiful. Yeah. The whole thing comes alive. The lights, the lighting is just awesome. And then, boom, they jump right into the Tiki Room song. So we've already talked about both of us and our great love of the Sherman Brothers. Do you love the Tiki Room song? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm singing it. <laughs> I'm singing it until I go on Splash Mountain and then I start singing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it. How about you? I get it stuck in my head so <laughs> easily that I almost have to like sing it all the way through just to get it out of my head. <laughs> and it's, it's just so that, um, and in fact, there are, you know, multiple versions, but there is a version of the Tiki Room that I highly recommend that I'll try to share a link to 
we had a CD back in back when you used to buy CDs, when you used to buy physical music. <laughs> we had a CD that was called like Mouse House, and it was like house music, you know, like Moby style music, oh, where they took they took classic Disney songs and they did them to house beats. And they did the Tiki Room to it. And so every once in a while, I'll play that. And it's just super fun. It is awesome. But, but I just love it. I love, and it's that that driving, you know, and this is the magic of the Sherman Brothers. Like you said, sticky. In the Tiki, 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 Tiki Room. It's right. the Tiki, 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 Tiki. It's not just the Tiki Room. It's the Tiki, 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 Tiki. It's phenomenal. <laughs> just totally rolls off your tongue, right? It's yeah. Great. And you, you have so much to see when you're in there. You're, you're looking around. And, and then one of the other things I love is, you know, they go through the tiki room and you're dancing in your seat. You're just loving every moment of it. Mm-hmm. And then the puns and the bad jokes. My <laughs> favorite of all time, Michael says, I sing so well, I should sing solo. And then Jose says, yeah, solo, we can't hear you. <laughs> I just love that. Um, they go through, they introduce the birds. Uh, you know, there are toucans, there are birds of paradise, there are, of course, the macaws and the other macaws. And then that beautiful fountain comes up. And again, yes. what I love is surprise and delight. That's Disneyland. Mm. It surprises you, then it delights you. And you don't expect that fountain to start coming up out of the middle. Mm-mm. I just think it's so cool. I think it took me years to realize that it wasn't actually a spurt of water <laughs> that was that tall. It was actually a tube coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you, like, wow. As an adult, you do have to suspend your disbelief a little bit on that one. You have to, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. One of the other things that's funny with, you know, Dole being the sponsor, there are beautifully placed pineapples all the way around that fountain. <laughs> so you're definitely not going to forget about it. I think Dolewell gets their, their money's worth. And then comes such a beautiful spot. Again, surprise and delight. All of a sudden, the cockatoos come down from the ceiling. And they just look majestic and regal and beautiful. And oh, then yeah. they sing, let's sing like the birdies sing. What do you think of this section? I love this section because they invite you to sing along. So everybody's singing and they're all swaying and it's just audience participation. We all bond as Disneyland attendees. There's something about Disneyland that allows people to put their guard down because like, I don't even sing at church when we sing church (laughs) hymns and stuff. Like I lip sync because I'm such a bad singer, but there's something that makes it okay. I, when I am here, I sing like the birdies sing. I think it's so cool. And I like that they feed you the lines. Okay. Next line. Let's all dance like the birdies dance, you know? So funny. Yeah. Oh, it's such a beautiful spot. So those birds have come down And then they go back up, and again, back to surprise and delight, suddenly the flowers start singing with them. Yes. Now, I do have a note on here that I can't help, but every time, I think (laughs) it looks like maybe tulips that are singing look a little bit like Little Shop of Horrors. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about that, but now I won't be able to unthink it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm very sorry because... uh, but it's, you expect one of them to suddenly say, feed me, Seymour. 
but they don't. But again, there's no, there's no giveaway. It's not like it's obvious that those flowers are going to start singing. You know, it's just delightful. It's, it's like a neat little thing. And right. it very much reminds me of Hawaii and makes me miss Hawaii. Oh, it's very yeah. tropical. Yeah. You don't even notice the flowers when you, when you go in because there's so much to look at and then, well, there they are. They're singing. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I love that. So cool. And then the tiki's all of a sudden, again, the tiki's that you think are just going to be stagnant, they mm. start playing the drums. And this is what I love about this part of it is it builds, you know, you've got mm-hmm. just the cockatoos singing and then you've got the macaws jump in with them. Then the flowers sing, then suddenly, and it builds to this incredible crescendo. The tiki's are playing, the flowers are singing, the birds, everybody, and it builds and builds and builds and then suddenly boom (laughs) quiet the lights go down tell us about your thoughts on the thunder and lightning effect i love it i love it i love the drums i love the tiki's like opening and closing their eyes and mouth and and uh being you know surrounded by them and the lighting and how it changes and you can actually in the windows and i know there mm-hmm. is some amazing way that they did this, but it looks like it's raining, right? Something yeah. with lighting or, yeah, which is a lot of fun. And it's and like, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you kind of let yourself really get lost in it, you feel like you're in this hut with all mm-hmm. these magical creatures and that the rain is outside. It looks like the rain is outside. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is like, there's always, and this is very minimal of it. Other than like it's a small world and a few other attractions, the Disney way is let's go do X. Oh no, now it's turned into Y. Oh, thank heavens we're safe. You know, I mean, we talked about that with with uh, with Splash Mountain. You know, it happens uh, a little bit with uh, the Matterhorn. You know, you're just on a nice sled ride, and then all of a sudden there's a you know a big creature chasing after you, whatever. Uh, and definitely, I mean, almost every Disney movie, that's how it goes. That's kind of what this is. And they, they tell you that uh, the gods are angered with all of our partying, you know, <laughs> that we've just had uh, too much, you know. So then they sing, but then they go back to singing and they sing your way out. Everybody comes out. And I love that last scene because it's everyone. Mm-hmm. It's everyone singing and playing. And then one of the funniest parts, they tell everybody, they, they tell you to get on your feet to applaud. They say, get on your feet and clap for us. Get on your feet. And then they say, now that you're already on your feet, we have a magic trick for you. You can turn and disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is so funny. Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. And then they play, then they sing hi-ho. <laughs> Isn't that I don't know odd? Why. <laughs> I, I don't think of it as odd when I'm there. It's a tropical version of hi ho. But now that we're talking about it, doesn't it seem funny that they chose to say hi ho as you're walking out? Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of weird. I think maybe back in the 60s, you know, the Snow White was still quite a franchise. And so maybe they were capitalizing yeah. on that. I don't know. It's such a funny thing. And then. You walk out, and one of the amazing things is you can get so lost in the ride, and if you go while the sun is still really bright, you are blinded when you walk out. You just see everybody (laughs) trying to shade their eyes, and like, oh my gosh, I can't see a thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
And, and that's it. And it's, you know, again, it's, I mean, it's 12 minutes. It's rare that you have to wait through more than one pre-show. It's almost never that you have to go through more than one pre-show, but I mean, pre-show and show your, you know, your, your 20, 25 minutes, whatever. And it's just a wonderful part of the day. So, mm-hmm. well, before we get, uh, before we get into our questions that we ask at the end of, of, uh, every, our, uh, every one of our episodes. Uh, any other thoughts come to mind when we talk about this? Uh, I have a thought about pineapple Dole Whip. Now yes, got please. Thinking yes. About it. Uh, apparently it is vegan. There's no milk in it or it's what? not actually ice cream. Yeah. It is coconut oil and pineapple and some water. I think I had it. no idea. It's not crazy. So. I've probably learned more in this episode about this <laughs> Heather, that's crazy. So it is a vegan treat. Yes. Yes, it is. They say it's healthy. I'm not sure I'd go that far because I'm sure yeah. it's pretty I, natural know. for me. But. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I'd uh, – I don't know. That might be a bridge too far for me to cross that it's healthy. But <laughs> it's vegan. I had no idea. I would have guessed there was some cream in there. So nope. that is also surprising to me. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Any, anything else on this attraction or Adventureland or anything else before we get into our single rider line? Let's do single rider. Let's hop into single rider. First question. Uh, we'll go you and then me. Is it in your top 10 attractions at Disneyland Resort? Yes, it is, especially on a hot day. It is. It's in your top 10. That's awesome. It is. Yes. How about you? It is It is not in my top 10. And I almost feel like I'm betraying it by saying that. <laughs> it's just, you know, it it's up there. I love it. It doesn't do anything to my love for it. But top 10, it's, it's I'm not quite there. Um, how long would you wait to go into this attraction? Uh, 20 minutes, I'd say. How yeah. about you? Yeah, I think one full turn. Like if I was standing outside the pre-area and I saw a group go in, I'd be okay with like one full pre-area. I don't think mm-hmm. I would wait like 15 minutes for one of the pre-shows and then another full pre-show. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, 15, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I think I'm all about that. And again, part of that depends on how hot it is. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, what is your favorite part or favorite thing about the attraction? Oh, gosh, I'm going to say the uh, animatronics, just all the colors Mm. and the fun birds singing and uh, the music. I know that I've already picked animatronics, but maybe the animatronics (laughs) singing the music. There you go. I'll I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? I think my favorite part or favorite thing about it is the music because Mm. you can take the music with you. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of catchy music, you know, we did a whole episode on, on uh, Splash Mountain, but gosh, this music, and I like that word sticky, it just stays with you and I can put it on at home and it just makes me so happy. And so, yep, I'm definitely a big fan. Uh, Do you have a worst part or worst thing about the attraction? Oh, I was thinking about this and all I can think of is if you sit on the front row, you're craning your neck. And that isn't much fun. Mm. How about yeah, you? F- for me, this is a weird one. This might sound like a weird answer, 
but I hate that I'm old. Um, <laughs> and I'll explain. It goes back. Wait, old people love the tiki room. <laughs> well, we do. We do. I am 48 years old now, but, but what I hate about it is what you mentioned early. I now know that there's a tube that comes up and that that's how the fountain goes. I notice a little bit of the clacking sound from the animatronic oh. beaks. I see, you know, I know what's going to happen. I really want to go back and experience this as a seven-year-old oh. or a five-year-old. I want to see it. And I've gotten to take my kids there and I'll look forward to taking grandkids there uh, in many years, not soon, because uh, I don't have grandkids yet. <laughs> But uh, you know what I mean? That's that's the worst part is that I know the magic. I miss mm. magic just being magic. So, um, Have you ever had the attraction break down and been escorted um, out? No, I don't believe the attraction is broken down for me. Have mm. you experienced that? Yes, sort of. Uh, we okay. went inside and sat down and they announced it and then the show didn't start. And they said, then the guy came back out and then he went back and then he came out again. And he said, folks, we're, we're going to give the birds a little bit of a rest right now. Oh, we need to take it easy. And won't you come back and see us again soon? And we were escorted out. So oh. I would say, yes, this is why. Birds so. a nap. Uh, best time of day to ride it. And why? <sighs> we're talking about the inside of the ride or the attraction. I really love it during a hot day because of the yep. air conditioning. So hot afternoon, mm. but the pre-show, I just love at dusk. I just feel like it's magical at dusk. We could not be more aligned. The pre-show is best at dusk and you're getting that magical nighttime with a little bit of the mm. lighting, but it is a, this is a great attraction at about four o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> four o'clock in the afternoon on a summer day is when Disneyland is at its hottest. It's when it's at its busiest. And it's a place that you can go spend a half hour, and it's awesome. I think it's great. Um, if you own Disneyland, what one thing would you change about this attraction? Oh, gosh. You know, it would be pretty cool if they made it into a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Everybody gets a Dole Whip, a Dole Whip float while we watch. Yeah, I have the same thing, actually. I had the same oh, exact really? thing. Yeah, which is just more, I thought, you know, couldn't you buy a Dole Whip or something as you're going in? And I don't know. Yeah, something food related. I had the same exact thing, like (laughs) something, you know, something with with making a restaurant. And so, yeah, awesome. And then last of all, describe the attraction in one word. Can you do it? Oh, yeah. Colorful. Colorful. Oh, that's such a good word for this. I'm going to go with just tropical. Oh, the whole tropical. thing, it's the tropical hideaway. It is awesome. And uh, gosh, I feel like now I'm going to rave about how great this ride is and yet, or this attraction is rather. People are going to go, yeah, but it's not in your top 10. But <laughs> but it's right there. I mean, it's an attraction that uh, that on a family trip, we never, ever miss. And I'm never sad to go on this attraction. So and that's it. That's the Tiki Room. Heather, we did it. Oh, my goodness. I miss Disneyland so much now. <laughs> I, I could cry. Heather, I could just <laughs> darn well cry. And we're so ready for this COVID thing to be over. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 
And we got now again, I mentioned to you before, I've got a Disney World trip planned in two weeks that I may or may not end up taking. We're still kind of feeling it out and checking it out, what we think about the COVID and everything else. It'd be me and one of my sons. But if I go, I will definitely go to the one at Disney World. So this is an attraction that they've they've toyed with changing. Some people have thought they were going to take it out. I hope this attraction lives forever. It is classic vintage Walt Disney Disneyland. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about all we got this week. But first of all, I know our listeners all want to check out the amazing, incredible art that you do, Heather. It's like (laughs) you have my favorite Instagram feed. Tell everyone where they can follow you. You can find me at story underscore monster on Instagram, or you can just Google story monster and you'll find me and send me a message. Yeah. Heather puts out the coolest Disney related stuff. I mean, (laughs) just awesome. I'm always in awe of your Instagram. So I think it's the coolest. And speaking of Instagram, you can definitely follow us. We're just castle pod at castle pod on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. Those are kind of our two main social media. Check us out. If you would, if you enjoy these conversations, it makes you feel like you've gotten to taste a little bit of Disneyland. (laughs) Won't you leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening? We would really, really appreciate it. And you can also send us messages on on Instagram uh, or on Facebook. We try to share some fun stuff when we can. So far, I think every picture I've shared has been one of my own from my own collection of uh, that I've taken at the parks. So, but eventually I'll run out. We got to get these parks <laughs> back open again. So, well, Heather, it has been delightful as always. Thank you so much for sharing your talents and your time with us. You're a very, very uh, important member of the collective. We appreciate it. And uh, so until our next episode, I'm Sean Rapier, and thank you so much for joining us on the Castle Collective. Bye-bye. Thank you.